Coast, good morning on the West Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. And this is our 700th episode. Yes, and our erstwhile studio audience has been with us through it all. Uh, this is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? But the first episode we did was actually called the Radio Free Credit Union Show back in March of 2010. i got to thank my friend Scott McKenna. He called me one day and said, have you ever heard of Blog Talk Radio? I was like, no, I haven't. He goes, they say you can have your own internet radio show because nobody called them podcasts in those days. He said, you can have your own ri- internet radio radio show in less than 30 minutes. And I looked down at my watch and it was like 1130 central time. I said, okay, let's do it at noon. And here we are 12 years later. Our first show had 43 listens to it. I remember that thinking, what's the point? I mean, I'd been a professional speaker speaking to audiences of hundreds and hundreds of people. And I thought 43 people, is it worth the $39 or whatever it was to, to pay blog talk radio in those days for an, a show without ads, which you never hear on this program. We have an ad free show. And so we just kept doing it, been through a lot of iterations of the show. We're going to talk about that. And I just wanted to take a minute to just thank everybody, every single person that's ever tuned into this program and Every single guest. We've had over 400 chief executive officers from the banking world on this program. We've had all kinds of guests, musicians and dramatic actors and actresses. And like I said last week, we had one of the people that developed the John Madden video game. And so it's just been a lot of fun to see how the show has evolved from a 30 minute live show. We did a live show. And I mean, you were at the mercy of your technology and the uh, Guadalupe Valley Electrical Cooperative that on occasion decides to turn off your electricity for a second. That ruins the whole show. And so it's been quite a run, 700 episodes. I still find that hard to believe. I looked down at the show last week when it comes in on my podcast app and it said episode 699. I, I really don't keep track of these things, but I thought, wow, 700, that is a significant body of work that I'm proud of that we've done this for so long, longest running, most successful banking podcast in American history. Got to send a quick shout out to Sherry Francois Rodriguez up in Colorado with Safe Harbor Financial. I had a great call with her yesterday. She's a corporate trainer, and that's how I ended up doing all of this. I was a corporate trainer uh, working as a sales trainer at the Kerrville State Hospital and saw an ad in the newspaper for a training specialist too, which is exactly what my title was at the state hospital, except it was for a bank and it was offering $11,000 more a year. I applied with no banking history, uh, no banking experience, except going to the bank and waiting in the velvet rope lines and getting my deposit or whatever. And I was hired. I was hired. I couldn't believe it. And that's what started me on this run that inevitably en- uh, ended up me being a professional speaker, taking all that training experience. Anyway, I was talking to Sherry yesterday. And I was so glad to hear her confirm this. We were talking about doing some training. You know, a lot of people are still in sort of a hybrid 
work model, come into the office some days, work from home some days. And that's great. I love that hybrid model. I've worked from home for 23 years and I think it's great. However, when it comes to building teamwork and building a culture, that's hard to do remotely. And one of the things that Sherry and I talked about is that as trainers, we know there is nothing better than in-person training, provided that it is informative, relevant, effective, and enjoyable. That's the problem with so many of these hour-long webinars. They're not enjoyable. They might be mildly informative, but if you're nodding off in the 33rd minute, what's the point? You're not going to remember that. And so it was very nice to talk to Sherry about that because that is just so true. Banking and training and marketing, this is human intensive people, interpersonal stuff, and it just can't be done on a Zoom meeting. One of the reasons we did the radio show to start with was to have a way of staying connected to all these great people we were meeting on the road when I was speaking professionally and when we were performing. I had the two musicians that we performed with all over the country, and so it was just a great way to extend the relationships that we had made at these conference events because there simply was no way to replicate that live musical and spoken performance performance online. And believe me, we tried. So it was great talking to Sherry about that. And then another quick shout out to my buddy, John Cassing out in Florida with Marquee, gomarquee.com. Had a great conversation with him. So, so fun to catch up with people. And many years ago, Marquee was actually the sponsor of the show. We've had sponsors of the show from time to time, but um, when you have a sponsor, it, it, doesn't allow you to do and say the things that you want to do when you're independent. But, you know, we're always open to those kinds of things. Nothing nothing too heady going on here. Just talking about innovative things happening in banking and marketing and interviewing great people. And it's just been unbelievable. 700 episodes. So we're going to talk about just a little bit about the history of the show and where we're going next. And we're going to do it all right after this. For over 12 years, conference quality information without the expense report. This is the Power of Performance Podcast. You could have a steam train. Ah, uh, yes, a little Peter Gabriel on your Friday. We're recording on Friday. Kind of felt like getting back to Fridays. That's really where our roots are. Like I said, we started doing a 30 minute live show, and that was white knuckle nervous. When I discovered the pre-recorded podcast, I got to tell you, it was really great. But some really important points along the way of obviously back, I don't remember what year it was, but the the CEO of the second largest credit union in America at the time, State Employees Credit Union in North Carolina, Jim Blaine, made the decision to walk away from CUNA. And it was huge news. I mean, this was a big, big deal. The second largest credit union in America walking away from the largest trade association. And I called the author of the article, I think it was the CU Journal, and I said, do you have any contact information for Mr. Blaine? And he goes, just call him. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to call a $26 billion credit union and get through to the CEO. And he says, no, really, just call. I called the main number. Lady answered, may I please speak to Jim Blaine? Click, click, click. He picked up the phone. This is Jim Blaine. 
I mean, just I've been on hold with Domino's Pizza longer than that. It was just fascinating. And for a long time, that was our most listened to show. And then, of course, during the pandemic, Brian Heinrichs, we had the CEO of Fourth Capital Bank up in Nashville on this show. And, and just at the end, we always asked people, hey, what do you do when you're not working at the bank? And he said his family was big time into community theater. And he put us in contact with his daughter, who was heavily involved in community theater. And she came on and at the time, at the age of 15, delivered this brilliant dissertation on the invaluable cultural need to have community theater in our communities, and it was missing during COVID-19. I remember saying there's a gaping hole in American culture when we don't have these community theater and you know Broadway events going on every night. And so that became our most listened to show of all time. Another one of the most listened to shows, you know, when we when I realized we've been doing this show for 10 years, you gotta be start thinking about look, you can't do this forever. And it was, again, back during the pandemic, I came across the Safe Harbor story, the Safe Harbor Financial. This little credit union in Colorado had started this basically a CUSO to help Colorado deal with the legalized recreational cannabis marketplace that was very dangerous because it was all being done in cash. And it was literally people helping people, and there was a lot of great storylines to it, and they had a dynamic leader, Sunday Seafried, and I just jumped into that story, and it really refired my imagination about what the podcast could do and the stories that we could tell. And I got to tell you, if there was any thought of, if we were on a crescendo down at that moment, it, it shot right back up again. And so uh, here we are, still going strong, 12 years in, 700 episodes. But that has been one of the most un- unlikely things that I've discovered doing the podcast. If you had told me when I started that one day I would host a monthly cannabis show, I would have thought that was pretty unlikely. But the Sunday on Monday show that we do here every month is the most most listened to show on the Eloquent Online channel. Now, during the time we were doing interviews, we had on uh, probably the guy that's been on more than anybody else as a recurring guest. Now, we got John Wilkening. He does the Bank Like a Champion show from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union every month. But when we were doing the show, just a different guest every week, we uh, met somebody out on the road doing our spoken and musical performance, I think at a conference in Florida. Uh, his name was John Holt. He was a young guy, new CEO at a place called Nutmeg State Financial. I think at the time it was called Nutmeg State Financial Credit Union. And he came on, great interview, great guy. He's still there. And after the show, he asked me, could you do a broadcast like this for our members and our employees. They were going through a credit and debit card conversion. And I thought, no one's ever asked. And and so I said, absolutely, we could do that. We could do it as a private show and nobody else would be able to hear it unless they had the link. And, you know, he was like, well, what would you charge for that? I, was, I don't know. I've never charged anything for it. And so I think we agreed on $250 per episode. 
and that revolutionized Eloquent Online. And I realized that every single guest on this show was a potential client to do branded podcasts for first-time home buyers, uh, data processing conversions, you know, understanding your credit score. And that really is how I monetized the program. I don't make any money doing the program. Obviously, we don't charge people to be on the show. When we've had sponsors, it's been a, a flat rate for a quarter of, of the year or three months at a time or a month at a time. But it's, you know, $39 to do the show every month. It's been a pretty good return on investment, all things considered. Uh, That's a whole different radio show. But John Holt really is the reason that still doing this all these years, because had there not been a way to monetize this, there would have been no purpose in doing it, which is why I think so many people start podcasts, and then they do four or five episodes, and then you never hear from them again. Because if you get into podcasting thinking you're going to make a lot of money right away, I think you're going to be pretty disappointed for the most part. We can't all be Joe Rogan and some of these other people out there that have these, you know, very, very lucrative podcast deals with some of the, you know, big podcast platforms, Spotify and the like. But it, like I said, it started out as the Radio Free Credit Union show. And we had co-hosts throughout the year. Dr. Troy Hall was a co-host for several years, the the golden years. At one point, we were the Friday featured show on the Credit Union Water Cooler Cavalcade of Podcasters. They had a show every every week, and we were anchoring the Friday show. And so that was that was a lot of fun. And of course, none of those shows are broadcasting anymore. We're the we're the last ones standing, the Ultima Ombre, if you will. And it's just been amazing to watch. When people have asked me why I think the show has been on for so long, in fact, I talked about this with Sherry yesterday. As an example, when we do the Sunday on Monday show, the cannabis show, that show gets so many listens. There are a lot of people, I believe, that are interested in the cannabis marketplace, but they don't want anybody to know. You know, you don't want your CEO walking into your office while you're online looking at a cannabis webinar or something like that. But the podcast provides a discreet form of communication. You can listen to something and nobody knows what you're listening to. I think that's part of it. We put on a show that was funny and entertaining. It was not just a webinar that was recorded and put on the radio or put on the internet. You can listen to it when you want. You can listen to it while you're driving to work or while you're on the treadmill or making lunch. And we went from a 30-minute live show down to more of a 20-minute podcast. And I've tried to keep it in that time range, 15 to 20 minutes. And even that sometimes feels like a long time. As I look up at the timer, and we're at 14.48. And I feel like I just started. And there's not going to be enough time in this podcast to thank everybody. But, but really, Scott McKenna, whose idea it was, and John Holt, who kind of brought my attention to the fact that there was a way to make real money with the podcast platform. Uh, Those were some really big waypoints in the history of this program. And, you know, it's not just banks and credit unions that I do podcasts for. If If your home is serviced by Home Team Pest Defense, I do their podcast. That's another question that people ask me a lot. How do you make 
money. Well, I got to tell you, from my first time going through new employee orientation back after I got out of the Army in college, we were always told that's a question you didn't ask people. And so the answer to that question really is the branded podcasts. You know, I do uh, podcasts for banks and credit unions all over the country. Sometimes it's just three or four. Sometimes it's an ongoing thing. Sometimes it's training. Now we're getting into creating jingles. You know, I'm like, why doesn't anybody, why don't more banking brands have jingles? Everyone knows PenFed's got great rates for everyone. That's like what, eight beats, and it's a great jingle. Everybody knows it. So we're getting into that a little bit. And then going forward this summer, I really do want to get back to what the program started out as. The live show was a metaphor for your banking brand that you put on a live performance each and every day and you want to leave your audience wanting more of what you do. And you know, banking is a tremendously competitive thing, competitive marketplace and with interest rates going up, it's going to get even more competitive. When I was in private banking back in the late 1990s, a $100,000 jumbo CD could pay five and a half, six percent it's what I did all day, trying to convince people, primarily World War II generation, people who had lived through the Great Depression and World War II, to put more than $100,000 into our bank, which of course exceeds the FDIC insurance levels, which is a big deal for somebody who lived through the Great Depression. And it was all based on just charm and getting to know people again, that interpersonal communicative skills that I think are lacking in banking today. And I'm not picking on anybody, but let's be honest, that younger generation, they've had so many communicative mediums that make communication easier. Text, emojis, emoticon, hashtags. I think some of the conversational skills that are a big part of banking could be improved a bit. We talk about that a lot on John Wilkening's show, Bank Like a Champion, good old-fashioned retail banking. Had you been in Midland, Texas back in 1998 and were competing with me to keep deposits or grow deposits at your bank, you could have had all the stuff we have now, Wi-Fi and social media and cell phones and smartphones, and I still would have won with just good old-fashioned handshakes and coffees and donuts and taking people out to lunch and just that, you know, sales 101. This is who I am. This is what I know about you. This is the benefit, and this is the plan. I did that step-by-step, and it works every time it's tried. Intentionally engaging your audience Asking them about that great tagline from Capital One, what's in your wallet? Even the presidents of some of the big credit unions, you know they have financial relationships with other people. And that really is how you grow your business and grow your brand by getting people to entrust you with more of their money and more of their risk and more of their lending needs. And then, of course, getting them to bring their family and their little tax deductions to your banking brand to create that generational life cycle that is necessary for any bank brand to endure long term. And like I said, 12 years, 700 episodes. Um, this summer and getting into the balance that you're going to continue to talk to great leaders in banking and in marketing, people that are doing interesting things. We're going to try to get more performers on the show and I'll draw the analogies between performance in music and drama and banking because there are so many things that you have in common because everybody 
wants to leave the audience wanting more. Hey, it's the tagline of the show. Thank you so much for listening to the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? My name is Jason Dyes, and until next we speak for episode 701, we'll talk to you all next week. Take care. Well, look at me, I'm coming back again I got a taste of love in a simple way And if you need to know while I'm still standing You just fade away Don't you know I'm still standing Better than I ever did Looking like a do so